0: It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does
1: that mean? Gotta be feeling good about what Mike White's done today. On third and four, he'll look to throw. In got it. Breaking away. Garrett Wilson. Wilson a big play downfield. Wilson still going along the sideline. He's not going to go down. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees lightning. 62 yards for the touchdown. Rodgers in trouble again. And he's sacked again by Quinn Williams. What a beast. Number 95 for the Jets. Listen, thank you. From the
0: playlikeajet.com digital studio. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at Play Like a Jet1. And boy, the AFC East is spicy right now. It is the most interesting division in football at the moment. I know that the teams in the NFC East all look like they may make the playoffs, but the AFC East has so much drama, so I'm glad that our friend Henry McKenna, who covers the AFC East for Fox Sports, was able to come back on and talk about the state of the teams and how it all impacts the Jets. Henry, a belated Merry Christmas. Thanks for coming back on the show, sir.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Scott, and um, hopefully... Fans have been following along a little bit of my coverage this year, my first year covering the whole AFC East. Um, hopefully they've been enjoying it. I have not been super nice about the Jets, uh, particularly as it pertains to Zach Wilson. But otherwise, I feel like I've been uh, hopefully writing stuff that, that Jets fans can enjoy. And, and probably they've turned on him to the point where they enjoy my columns, being like, all right, it, let's move on. This is over. Um, so... Yeah, it's been a fun year covering these teams.
0: We'll come back to the Jets, but I want to start with the team that has the least drama around them right now in the AFC East, and that's the Buffalo Bills. They're in the playoffs. They have the division. Now it's just a matter of if they can hold on to that number one seed. They have to win the next two Unless the Chiefs lose, if the Chiefs happen to lose to Denver, which is possible, it's not very likely the way that Denver's been playing, but they're having a coaching change, sometimes there's an effect there where that team gets up and plays above their normal capabilities when a new coach comes in, so we'll see. But at the moment, really, where the Bills are at is they need to finish this out to get that number one seed, get a bye, and have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. The interesting thing here, Henry, is that it could very well impact the Jets in this way. If the Patriots beat the Dolphins this coming Sunday, and obviously we'll come back to the Patriots and Dolphins, then. If the Jets win against Seattle, it would all come down to not just whether they could beat the Dolphins in Miami that final week, but whether or not the Bills could knock off the Patriots in the final week as well in Buffalo. And of course, Henry, as we know, if the Bills are in a position where they need home field advantage still, they will go all out. If they have that locked up, then maybe they rest some starters and it doesn't bode as well for the Jets. So not a ton of drama when it comes to where buffalo sits but how they could impact the rest of the teams in the division specifically the patriots and jets is
1: very interesting yeah you kind of laid it out buffalo has a uh, control over the afc east they took the the title this weekend they clinched their playoff spot last like like two weekends ago and so they're just in the driver's seat in the afc east they're they're working for that number one spot and then you know, it may end up coming down to especially if Tua misses this weekend, he's in concussion protocol. Um, so if the Dolphins have to start Teddy Bridgewater against the Patriots, that's actually a game the Patriots should win. So the Patriots beat beat the Dolphins this weekend in theory. Then we've got a very and and if the Jets beat the um Seahawks this weekend, then we got a really high stakes week. 18 matchup um, or two matchups, right? Jets, Bills, Patriots, et cetera. It's just all of those AFC East teams fighting uh, for their lives. I mean, obviously not the Bills, but but the Bills are in sort of control of the AFC East in, in a weird way because if they beat the Patriots, then, you know, it gives life to other teams. It it It's kind of a mess. I, I'm actually putting out a story right now that spells it out in simple terms, basically like you did. Uh, just a second ago um, and so it you know it's simple for the Patriots and the Dolphins if they win both their games if either of them wins both their games then they are in right because they play each other this week so it's it's obviously mathematically impossible for both of them to win both their games <laughs> um, but then if, if, it, if the Jets can kind of enter the equation if they win both their games and buffalo beats new england in week 18 so um it'll be i mean my job's gonna be busy over the next few weeks i got a lot to cover and a lot of uh, exciting and dramatic developments play
0: like a jet play like a jet It certainly is going to be very dramatic down the stretch, Henry. Like we said, the sense of drama around the Bills is not really there. The drama is in how they impact the other teams in the division. And so let's talk about the Miami Dolphins because the Dolphins have to play two AFC East teams the rest of the way as the Bills do. The Jets, of course, as we know, go to Seattle this week. So it's one AFC East team for them and then a team in the NFC. But the Dolphins and Patriots is really fascinating how it breaks down in terms of the dynamic here. The Dolphins are in a strange position now because it looked like a couple of weeks ago there was no way they weren't going to get into the playoffs. Now they're starting to crumble. They've lost a bunch of games in a row. And Tua Tagovailoa is once again in concussion protocol. At this point, you have to wonder if the Dolphins will just shut him down for the season. You have to imagine he won't play against the Patriots in New England. And with that many concussions in one season, it's probably not a good idea for him to continue to play this year. We know that there's about a 99.9% chance that Teddy Bridgewater is going to be playing on Sunday in New England. So now all of a sudden, this game seems to become a lot more winnable for the Patriots. Both the Patriots and the Dolphins have been struggling, though, so this could go either way. We'll get to the Patriots and their end of this in a second. But as you said, the Dolphins need to win the next two weeks, and then they're in. That road becomes a lot harder without Tua Tagovailoa in this game, even though Teddy Bridgewater is a fairly capable backup. But as we know, Henry, Teddy Bridgewater just has to get the ball into the hands of Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill, and they can make things happen. The Dolphins also have Raheem Mostert, who is fast as they come. So if he can get the ball in Raheem Mostert's hands in space there's a strong possibility he can make some plays as well. So it's not like this game isn't winnable for the Dolphins. It's not like they still don't have a reasonable path to the playoffs, but it's definitely going to be harder now. And this whole dynamic between all the teams left, the Patriots, the Jets, and the Dolphins, just got a lot more fascinating.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I think the Patriots with Teddy uh, Bridgewater at quarterback, I think they have the edge, but... It, it, particularly because I think they can, with with the right game plan, I think they can stop do- the Dolphins sort of emerging rushing attack. They, ha- they haven't really had, since Jeff Wilson arrived, they haven't had the best rushing offense, but since he showed up, the one-two punch of Raheem Mostert and Wilson has been pretty effective. And, That has helped them be a little bit more dynamic but ultimately what happens is that mike mcdaniels leans on his uh passing attack basically no matter what like he he has the best intentions with his rushing a game but he just can't get away from the passing game and so unless he shows a commitment to the run that he's not been able to do i just think they will probably lose a low-scoring game against the Patriots. Um, the Patriots are just, they're better at it. Like, it it seems like a weird skill to have, but the Dolphins know how to win a shootout. Like, that wouldn't suit the Patriots, but the Patriots know how to win a low-scoring game. That's thats kind of what they've played all season. So I think it's uh, certainly, I mean, it's obvious to say, right, that the, the Patriots are in an advantageous position given their opponent is, uh, potentially going to be without their starting quarterback, but it really is true here. By by taking away Tua, you really take away the excellent passing game in Miami, and that like plays triple fold into the Patriots' strengths because their secondary was was okay at the beginning of the year, but given the injuries they've suffered to the Jalen Mills and Jack Jones, and um, I just think they're they are not equipped to hold down many passing offenses, and um, so that just makes such a – it just really increases their chances of getting a win versus Miami.
0: Now let's talk about the Patriots, Henry, and that's the other side of that coin from what we were discussing with the Miami Dolphins. The Patriots are a strange team. They've gone through many ebbs and flows, and roster-wise they just don't look that good on paper. We talked about this the last time you were on. The fact that the Patriots are still in the thick of this – Really boggles the mind from that perspective Especially since the coaching situation has been such a mess I've joked that I feel like Bill Belichick has gotten to the point in his career Where he's just doing things that everybody thinks are ridiculous on paper Just to see if he can get away with them because he's Bill Belichick What other coach would even possibly consider using Matt Patricia Who's failed at pretty much everything if we're being honest about it Terrible as a head coach of the Lions Most Patriots fans will tell you that he was a major liability when he was the defensive coordinator when he was with the Patriots the first time. Now he's calling plays. Mac Jones looks like he's regressed, and you have to figure that part of that, at least, is on that weird coaching situation that they have. Ramondre Stevenson has been... A real fine for them, though. He's been excellent. He's the best player on that offense from where I sit. So talk to me a little bit about what's going on with the Patriots and how everything ties into what's going to potentially happen on Sunday with the Dolphins. And of course, if it comes down to it, going into Buffalo in week 18.
1: So the Patriots offense has completely sputtered in terms of passing, but they did see a decent game from Kendrick Bourne, a guy who has completely fallen off the map this e- this year. He sort of fell out of favor with New England's coaching staff. Um, and then I think New England's coaching staff on offense, at least, has fallen out of favor with Belichick. So um, Belichick probably, and, and Mac Jones probably encouraged the Patriots to just start using kendrick Bourne again who is who's technically their best receiver last year um, by putting him back in the lineup Mac jones looks a little bit better and just those those small increments of improvement make a big difference on a team that typically wins like 10-7 you know what i mean so when you can get those 10 extra yards you can make that extra field goal that wins the game um so it's it's a weird offense that relies, like you said, upon Ramondre Stevenson running between the tackles and they've used their rookie Pierre Strong a little bit more. But um I I I think ultimately the Patriots, like I said, I mean they're they're gonna need to keep this low scoring and um at least from a defensive standpoint, they need to stop the dolphins because their offense, even against the dolphins defense, that's really struggling from a secondary standpoint. They're not that good at, at stopping the pass. Um, I I don't think Mac Jones has a good game. I wrote last week after watching the Patriots against the Bengals. I think this offense needs a complete revamp. They need to figure out how to bring in bill O'Brien from Alabama. There were already rumors circulating that that's going to happen. Um, And that just you never see a rumor like that about the Patriots in season. You know, maybe you see it after the season's over, but but that just doesn't usually leak, which means there's a um, it means probably that Belichick's already thinking about it. and, And that's something he won't let himself think about normally when they're more relevant. But he clearly is. I mean, I can't say with certainty, but I can imagine he's so frustrated watching this offense that he feels he needs new coaching. So they're realizing they need to change everything in 2023. And, and, it, and if it's even remotely possible, they can just sort of like limp their way into the postseason. But even if they get there, it's impossible to imagine them being relevant for more than one week or, or two. Uh, they're a worse offense than they were last year, and they got absolutely blown out by the Bills. So they, they even if they make the playoffs, they're probably a one and done team.
0: Henry, now the main event, at least in terms of this podcast, and that's the New York Jets. The Jets unexpectedly are right back in this, and it's because everything went their way this past week. They needed the Packers to beat the Dolphins. The Packers beat the Dolphins. They needed the Steelers to beat the Raiders. The Steelers beat the Raiders. They needed the Patriots to lose to the Bengals. The Patriots lost to the Bengals. And so now, whereas Robert Sala said he thought that the playoffs were far-fetched, They're right back in this. If they win out, there's a very good chance they get in. All that would have to happen is the Patriots would have to either lose to the Miami Dolphins or lose on the road in Buffalo to the Bills. It's not impossible for the Patriots to win both of those games, but it's definitely going to be a major challenge. So the Jets need to focus on winning out and then seeing where the chips fall because, as I said, the odds are in their favor if they went out that they would be able to get into the playoffs. And boy, what a tumultuous season this has been, Henry. You saw what happened with Joe Flacco early on. He looked lifeless, although he did pull off that crazy comeback against the Cleveland Browns. Then Zach Wilson comes back. Everybody was all excited, but it went south very quickly for him. Even though he started off 5-2, and two, there were a lot of warning signs. He wasn't doing much. And when Brees Hall went out, that really exposed a lot of the problems. He had those two terrible games against the Patriots. The second one was so bad that it wound up getting him benched. His post-game comments didn't help very much either. Mike White comes in, plays very well. They get that win against the Bears. They come close in losses against the Minnesota Vikings and the Buffalo Bills, both on the road. And then Mike White gets hurt. He has the rib injury. Zach Wilson has to come back in. He doesn't play very well against the Lions, although he does have his moments and did have the Jets in position to potentially tie the game at the end. But it all unraveled on Thursday in front of the home crowd Against the Jacksonville Jaguars Where Zach Wilson was as bad as can be It wasn't entirely his fault But he was very bad Got pulled Chris Treveller came in When you get pulled for Chris Strebler You know things aren't going very well And so now Zach Wilson is going to be shut down Henry at the time I said that they shouldn't put him back out there without a full offseason where they could completely rework his fundamentals. He wasn't ready to be out there, and throwing him back out after three weeks just wasn't going to do anything. You didn't have a chance to win with Zach Wilson or Joe Flacco, so you might as well sacrifice Flacco, who doesn't have any future, as opposed to Zach Wilson, who you hope does have a future. Certainly, things were made worse by putting him back in there. Now he's going to be inactive the rest of the way because Mike White has been cleared. He will return on Sunday to take on the Jets' two old friends, Pete Carroll and Geno Smith, who certainly are going to be motivated to stick it right where the sun don't shine as it pertains to the Jets, who sent them both packing. And so that's where the Jets are at right now with Mike White back. Certainly, Henry, if you just said at the beginning of the season that the entire year was going to hinge on the arm of Mike White and his ribs and whether or not he was going to get cleared After they made such an investment in Zach Wilson most Jets fans would have Shook their head they wouldn't have believed you But if they did believe you they definitely Would have been very dejected by the fact That Zach Wilson had Struggled as much as he did in his second year And things have gone as poorly as they have But on the flip side as I said The Jets are right in the thick of this now They have the playoffs in their sights They can do this it's going to come down To being able to win those last two And then of course getting a little bit of help from Miami Or the Buffalo Bills Last two weeks but this is Not where anybody would have expected the Jets to be before the season they wouldn't Have thought they'd still be in this and they Certainly wouldn't have expected it after That terrible performance against The Jacksonville Jaguars on Thursday But here they are Henry they have a chance
1: It has been a Game of improbability With them staying Alive here Um, I Certainly didn't think they'd be In a position to make the playoffs at this point Um, But Mike White has a chance to audition for the starting job next year, and if he wins the next two games, then it makes things really interesting for New York. They're moving on from Zach Wilson, according to Jay Glazer, and I think that's the right decision. Um, I just don't, I don't see how, after all of this, Wilson can come back and, and be successful. And it just, there's, there's too much uh, damage to his psyche, to his fundamentals, to his uh, relationship with the team. So Mike White's got a chance to be the quarterback for 2023 if he wins the next two games and puts them into a good position in the playoffs. Honestly, if, even if they lose in the playoffs and Mike White plays reasonably well, you know, they they will will probably consider putting him in the position to start next year. Now, <clears throat> I also think regardless of how well he plays, they're going to look at options like Jimmy Garoppolo. They're going to look at options like obviously Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady. I mean, maybe Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. Um, they will look at all options to upgrade their quarterback position because, you know, as as you see with any young quarterback, Sometimes these these strong periods are phases, like what's happened with Tua. You know, we don't know who, who or what he is. He was brilliant for eight games, and he's been awful for four, the last four, right? So it's really hard to say, even if Mike White has three great games, whether he's trustworthy. So they go out and they get, even if it's not one of those names that's like really top tier, they need a better Backup than Joe Flacco or Chris Trevler. Um And so that's that's kind of their game plan, I think, is test Mike White, try and make the playoffs. And if they do, they're honestly a year ahead of schedule, in my opinion. They were not a playoff team going into this year. So the fact that they're even in the mix is, is impressive from a team building standpoint. And unfortunately, you know, their biggest missing piece is the hardest one to fill. So um, you know, that that will be the discussion all off season is what they're gonna do at quarterback because they're gonna trade Zach Wilson as soon as they can and then start working to figure out, you know, what who probably multiple people who are gonna compete for that QB one spot in twenty twenty three. Henry, last thing I
0: wanted to address with you is the Rookie of the Year situation because that's one thing that the Jets actually have that they haven't had in a really long time. The last guy to win a Rookie of the Year award with the Jets was Sheldon Richardson in 2013. There have been four Jets that have won Defensive Rookie of the Year. No Jet has ever won Offensive Rookie of the Year. Garrett Wilson has a chance to do that. And if he's going to, he probably needs to have pretty good games the next two weeks. I think he's going to. That's why over at prizepicks.com and the PrizePicks app, I would pick him to beat his PrizePicks player projection again. I do it every week. This past week he wasn't able to because of the quarterback play, but I think he's going to this week. When you sign up, use the promo code PLAJ and they'll match your first deposit up to one hundred bucks. So if you put in one hundred bucks, they'll match you hundred bucks. You put in fifty bucks, they'll match you fifty bucks. You don't have to play against anybody else, just against the Prize Picks player projections. You can do baseball, basketball, hockey, anything you want. doesn't have to be football. It's all there, prizepix.com and the Prize Picks app. Remember, pick two to six players, and if they beat their Prize Picks player projection, you can win up to 25 times the amount of money that you put in. Just use the promo code PLAJ when you sign up, and they'll match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. Henry, what do you think? Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner, are they going to close this out, or are they both going to win Rookie of
1: the Year? I like Sauce Gardner to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. Honestly, I think he should be a bigger consideration for de- Defensive Player of the Year. That's how mm-hmm. good he's been this year. Um, So hopefully he, he gets into the mix there, honestly. I wrote about that a few weeks ago. Um, offensive Rookie of the Year is like a total crapshoot, I think. Like you said, Garrett Wilson's probably, I'm looking now, he is the odds-on favorite, uh, at least according to one of these sports books. But, you know, you never know about a guy like Brock Purdy. Anytime a quarterback shows up in the mix, it's, like, dangerous, you know, um, for, for any other skill player because these voters just go the way of quarterback every time. And if, he, if Purdy keeps having great games and the, the 49ers look as dangerous as they, they have, you know, and Wilson fades a little bit, Sad. or or even just the Jets missed the playoffs. Um, it's a tricky one. But certainly Wilson has been deserving of of Offensive Rookie of the Year, given the quarterback situation that he's endured, given how dominant he's looked in fourth quarters with big plays and, and uh, really just setting up scores, whether it's like a touchdown or a big play that puts them in field goal position. He's been very dangerous. And I've been in awe of how good he is I've covered the Patriots for like seven years. I've never seen a rookie be this good in a passing offense. And uh, the Patriots would absolutely kill for a guy like Garrett Wilson, you know, at any point in the last seven years, because all they've done is miss on receivers in the draft and in, um, and in free agency. I mean, they haven't picked as high as, as the Jets got Garrett Wilson, but still um so, uh, he he's been remarkable and, you know, whether he wins the rookie of the year award or not, you know, he, he, he is Jets fans should be extremely excited about his future prospects. I think he's going to be uh truly sensational wideout out in this league. Uh, as soon as, you know, they get him a quarterback, as soon as they get a consistency at that position, he'll be a nightmare. uh nightmare and, and probably like a first or second round fantasy football pick.
0: Henry McKenna covering the AFC East for Fox Sports. Thanks so much for coming back on the show. Hopefully we can do this again soon. In the meantime, though, you've got a lot of great work up at FoxSports.com. You've been doing a great job covering the division all year. How can people check out your work? What are you working on? And how can they follow you on social
1: media? You can search me, Henry McKenna. I'm, I'm at McKenna Analysis. Uh, that's where you can see, you know, all my work you can also go to foxsports.com i am uh i have you, you should give me a follow um so that you can kind of keep track of my work on the website it lets you follow me as a reporter you can download the app and uh and give me a follow there too so yeah that's how you can keep keep an eye on me and appreciate everyone uh, i'll have lots of good stuff going on in the off seasons for draft for free agency um and for quarterback talk
0: make sure you check out henry on social media and read his work at foxsports.com and check out everything we're doing over at playlikeajet.com and the play like a jet youtube channel we've got some awesome all 22 breakdowns on our channel so watch our videos and subscribe if you haven't already visit our store tpublic.com that's tee we've got the john franklin Myers Quentin williams bless you thank you shirt the play like a jet logo shirt caps mugs hoodies it's all there tpublic.com that's tee and be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on itunes if you haven't Done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful for the latest and greatest in New York jets podcasts and content. You know where to go. That's Play like a jet Digital and playlegajet.com.